broadcasting from the third coast and recorded live at Tripod South Studios. This is The Hango Show. I need to get inside your head. I got to know if you insane. Uh, all right. We, we doing cocktails? Uh, just water. Okay. Well, I've, I've, I've got that too. <laughs> I, uh, actually, I forgot we were going to, we were going to. We're gonna drink. I did take just take some edibles. So okay. <laughs> well, uh, half an hour ago. Well, so. they'll yeah. I, I knew we were gonna get the, weird today, so I wanted to be be prepped. Yeah, they're gonna kick in soon. Well, I got a new. Uh, I have to do another show after this too. So <laughs> I got the boys tonight. I was, um, I was at uh, the thing for the rat poop inspectors earlier today. The serve safe class. Right. Oh my gosh, it's. I know, I know it's it's needful, and we need everybody to be on the same page with, you know, times and temps, and you know, rat poop and that kind of thing. But man, is it inane sometimes? It's just, uh, <laughs> it just grinds your gears to no end. Putting up with the, I shouldn't say needless regulation, but having to do a refresher course every year of you know, make sure there's not mice shitting in, into the the cooler or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, we have to go like every five years here in Missouri, but, um, there's always that one person in the class who the instructor, she should go on and on and on, on a certain topic. She'd be like, all right, moving on. A hand shoots up a question. Can you just explain to me what you just finished explaining? (laughs) Put down your phone. Put down your fucking phone and just listen. <laughs> Those are the same it's people. People like that are the reason why in offices they still have meetings instead of just emails. Yeah. I, yeah. We have so many meetings in my job. Luckily, I don't have to attend them because I'm one of the night people. And my boss knows mm-hmm. that I'm not a big fuck up. So she lets me skate on stuff like that. And she'll just send me like an email synopsis of what happened. Uh but the reason that we still have those meetings that could be emails are because assholes who don't pay attention and then ask a question about something that was just finished being discussed. Mm-hmm. I don't like those mm-hmm. people. And well, my work meetings, we usually have one week sometimes on Wednesdays and it's always, it always devolves into just gossip. Yeah, just us bitching about the people we have to manage for sure. Yeah. Everybody, welcome to the Hango Show and the second episode of the Hango and the Wizard in the afternoon. I'm your host, Hango Wood, and tonight with me again, of course, is the one and only suburban wizard, Mr. Matt Hume from Give That Some Thought. How are you doing, Matt? Great. Happy to be here. Good to see you. I'm, I'm glad you're back, man. I, you're um, you're probably one of my top three favorite favorite guests to have on. Uh, oh, wow. A lot of mine are women, though, so they Go to the end of the, there end of the line immediately. So there you go. Yeah. So we're having some. Yeah, co- was it, go ahead. Go ahead. I was at uh, Addison's last night for a bonfire, and Meredith was talking about her second appearance on the Hango show. And you see it hadn't came out so, yet. <laughs> yeah, nothing in particular, but she was. We, she was we full, were, you were the top, topic of conversation last night. About, about how much of an how, asshole uh, I am or what? No, no, just about how how 
It was it was because uh, um, Vicky Addison's mom was oh. there, Mrs. Todd, right? And so we were talking about podcasts, and we were talking about your show, and because uh, she's she went down this kind of rabbit hole with No Agenda, which is a podcast Addison and I are fans of, right? And um, yeah, we were told telling her to listen to your show. No, don't do so, that. Like take a break from the from politics and conspiracy and that kind of thing. Those types of podcasts, which you do, you got to take a break from it sometimes. <laughs> the the schizophrenia takes over, doesn't it? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and and then you're worried that every other person uh, you come across as a Fed, you know, right? And you're like, are they watching me? <laughs> Pull the shades. Yeah. Well, well the shades are always pulled. <laughs> of course. Why uh, would they ever house. be open? Always sunlight. <laughs> Forget that. No. I walk around naked way too much. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the first spit take on the show right there. Yeah. All right. But I, I'm, I do the now same thing, though. I'm just, I don't. When I'm home, I live much like you in a robe. And there is rarely ever anything on underneath it. You know, so it's just yeah. out of the shower, into the robe, out of the robe, into the bed. That's kind of the progression of things. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Man, I just spit rum and ginger beer everywhere. <laughs> Good God. All over the board, yes. But at least I didn't turn it upside down like Addison did on your brand new board when he poured water all oh over the God. place. The first episode. The first episode. <laughs> Say, look at the bottom of the bottle. He turns it over. No cap on it. <laughs> yeah, don't lift it up over your head and look. Please turn it upside down. Oh, man. But speaking of... Cons- In his defense, he was very stoned. Well, go figure, right? Um, yeah. Speaking of conspiracies, you've been wanting to get weird with me. So, and and now we can do it without Addison talking over us. All right. So we can get some get some stuff accomplished here. Um, so what's, what's the hot new topic of conspiracy right now? Ukraine. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the big one. Biolabs bio in Ukraine. Which uh, is looking like it's increasingly the case. Um, of course, evil Putin. Um, which is amazing to me how quickly the narrative shift happened from COVID fear mongering <clears throat> on on both sides of the argument. Whether you're on the conspiracy side, you know it's fake. It's you know created in a lab, or the you know paranoid that you're going to get killed or you're going to. Kill grandma if you go see her um, to Ukraine, and it's 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 just overnight. It's just flipped, right? And it's crazy to me that we've gotten to that point in our culture where, because of the internet, it's so easy to just change what everyone's thinking about, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a switch and the social conditioning of the internet and how it's not this grand, grand open source of info. It's a pen to keep all of our opinions nice and homogenized, right. you know? And uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've gotten to the point where I'm just tired of, the political stuff on both sides. Yep. 
of the aisle, the conspiracy theorists, you know, who are, yeah, just uh, the, the QAnon, the QAnon movement almost ruined conspiracy theories, in my opinion. <laughs> You're taking this seriously now? Is that what we're going to do? We're going to do this for real? Yeah. 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 I'm with you. I, I, I got so far out of conspiracy because everything, everything, COVID became a black hole of conspiracy. There was mm-hmm. nothing else you really heard except for like the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. Uh, but you didn't hear a lot about that either, you know? Yeah. But like COVID swallowed up every conspiracy around it. Like it just sucked it in. Mm-hmm. Where like even like our conspiracy was nothing but COVID conspiracies. There was no good cockroach conspiracy. There was no good actor is a is a serial killer conspiracy. It was all about COVID. And I'm like, I'm I'm tired of this. This is just a continual talk about COVID. So mm-hmm. I kind of fell out of, yeah, out of conspiracy. Only, there's only so much you can there's only so many times you can shout, hey, it's all fake. Right. Uh, you'll get the people who are with you, but everybody's already solidified in in their mind. You know, the uh, what their opinion, what their their mindset's going to be. I don't know things that <clears throat> the political aspect is is boring, is tiresome. You know, uh, now I'm I'm like I I, I want to uh, look into like old mysteries okay like how old is humanity you know oh that's something we can go um on. what do you think six thousand years i no i think it's much older than that <laughs> i think it's much older than that i was doing a little young earth creationism there for you do you do you believe do you believe in like the, the perpetual renewal of societies like, like, uh, a, I, like a constant reset reset Yes, I think it goes in cycles. I, I really do yeah. think that uh, the human species is a lot older, but we build up, we break, and we destroy ourselves, and then we fall apart again and go back to, you know, um, caveman. Right. And then it's a, it's a cycle. Um, one of the things that really interests me is um, – uh, Whole Earth cataclysms. Have you ever heard of um, the theory that the Earth's crust, right, is on top of a layer of solid magma, right? Supposedly, okay, right, a crust that the that the outer crust sometimes, however, because of weakening of the poles and um, the Earth's magnetic field becoming weakened, weakened to a point where the magnetism no longer holds that in a solid state. And it becomes li- it liquefies, mm. and the poles shift within like hours. There's oh wow! This, uh, I haven't heard this. No, go ahead, keep going. Okay, so so there's this alleged CIA document mm-hmm. from like 50 years ago, and really, it's just the CIA gathers gathers so much information, um, and especially when it's things are weird or out of the mainstream, they're going to gra- grab it. They're going to make a file out of it, and they're going to, you know, archive it just to archive it. And that, that's what people, a lot of people don't understand about CIA, FBI, intelligence services. They archive everything. Right. So just say, oh, I have, I have this CIA document talking about, you know, lizard people. Well, that's because there's some idiot somewhere talking about fucking lizard people, <laughs> yeah. 
and he's publishing his dumb book. And the CIA is like, well, okay, let's get a PDF of that, and we'll just stick it, you know. Yeah, stick, it, stick ar- it back in the box room. Because, right. because, you know, hey, one day he might go crazy and shoot up a, a hospital or a school or something, and we need to know and have, you know, a record of <laughs> how his psychosis, you know, came to be. Right. Anyway, this document by this scientist from the 1950s, and he he's, he talks about – this theory that every 12,000 years we have, or every 6,000 years with, you have one that's a big massive shift and then one that's a small shift and then you have another massive shift. But every 12,000 years, the uh, poles shift by about 90 degrees. And you have the ice caps that swing around when the, the Earth's magnetic field gets um, weak enough, the ice caps swing around to the equators. And what you have is just a giant worldwide tsunami mm. of wind and water that just levels everything. And it's a very interesting theory. Um, and that's, I think, why we have so many Adam and Eve um, myths from right. around the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in all cultures, uh, Noah, right, right, in all cultures have, uh, have, have a flood, a flood myth, right, <clears throat> because there's this this pole shift that, hap- that happens. It's it's just very interesting, and I think that's I don't know if that's God's way of containing man's hubris, you know, <laughs> to where we Let's knock you down a notch. Get, <laughs> yeah, we get to to a point like we are now, where you know we we cover the world. In our garbage, yeah, and our uh, our filth, and and we waste, and we don't live close to the earth, and you know, I I don't, I'm not of the opinion that humans are a disease on this planet. I think um, we're part of it. We're part of the system. You know, you can't say there's a system and then humanity, right? You know, we we are part of the entire system. We just get reckless and careless with it. We get lazy with it. You know. Yeah, well, I mean, how how long do you think? Um... Well, I'm not going to go in, into like creation area stuff. How should I put this? Um, how long do you think man has been like an apex predator? Has been the absolute top of the food chain? How many years? Like since 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 we became an apex predator now, how many years do you think it's been? Um, Probably. I don't know. You got to. You got to. I'm thinking. Like, is it Homo sapien? Right, like or, as you know, as what we are now, you know, not not Neanderthal, yeah. even though I'm a lot of that still. Um, <laughs> but like from from the convergence, like when Homo sapien met met Neanderthal and they got wiped out. Since then, so say since Stone Age mm-hmm. to now, how long have we been Two, the apex predator? I think probably a good two hundred thousand years. Mm. Yeah, you know. Speaking of Neanderthal, if you want to dive down to another rabbit hole, go for it, baby. Yeah. So the theory is that the now I'm just putting this out there, okay? Uh, My this is just stuff I find interesting, not beliefs, but the war between whites and the Jews (laughs) is because the Jews are what's left over. Of the Neanderthal race, okay, that 
there was a war 200,000 years ago between Neanderthals and Homo sapiens. The Homo sapiens, Homo sapiens won, but there was a remnant of Neanderthals that stuck around. And that the distinct cranial and facial features of the Jews, longer pointier ears, longer nose. Um, uh, are their ears really that pointy? Pers- pers- they, I never noticed pointy sometimes ears. They can, sometimes they can't. There's this Jewish kid. Mine are work. a bit pointy. Like, Am I in trouble? <laughs> he's like 21, 22. Huge stoner, but he's he keeps kosher. He's super Jewy. He's got the big <laughs> Jufro and the long nose and the weak chin. Um. But yeah, he has pointy ears like an elf. Oh my! Uh, it's, it's it's a little weird. Good kid though. Good kid. Um, he loves a good Jew joke too. Who doesn't? I uh, I was like, hey, um, uh, Jacob. His name's Jacob. Hey, Jacob. You know how copper wiring was invented? He's like, no. It's like it was two Jews fighting over a penny. Oh my god. <laughs> Had to get you one in there. There we go. So back back to the uh, the uh, Homo sapien Neanderthal war. So the Neanderthal lost, but they st- stuck around and they went underground. They posed as Homo sapiens, and eventually, um, you know, they kept occasionally intermarrying, um, but kept their racial distinction and the whole Jews subverting white culture and European culture and the Jew being at the, at the bottom of every conspiracy is because the Jews are secretly still uh, waging this war on homo homo sapiens. And now they're not trying to wipe us out physically. They're just trying to dominate, dominate us and turn us into their slaves. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Eternal war. Well, speaking of Jews, I've been listening to this podcast about Hitler. It's uh-huh. called the real dictators and they do a different dictator. Like every, some of them go for multiple episodes. Some uh-huh. are like two episodes because they had such a short reign. They really didn't do a lot. They've covered like Stalin and like Papa Doc Dubow down in Haiti. Idiot. I mean, and they did one last year about the early life of Hitler about his birth and, and up up until up until he uh, went to prison for the second time. And I've been listening. I actually didn't know he went to prison. Yes. Before he wrote Mein Kampf, My Struggle, he wrote really? that in prison. Yeah. It wasn't really a prison. Oh, wow. It was uh, wherever he, he was kept at, the way the German law was was written still when he was sentenced, um, he was considered a political prisoner okay. and German law uh, treated political prisoners as still lords and, and dukes. So he went to a prison, but it was more like a fort and he kind of just lived there and he gotcha. still lived up. He got to go take walks in the park and, and like women came and saw him and stuff, even when he was in prison, you know, quote unquote prison. Um, but they were talking about, um, who was the the guy who was in charge of like the occult studies for Hitler? Uh, I think that was Himmler. I couldn't remember if it was Himmler or Goebbels. I couldn't remember which one it was. Um, 
but yeah, like he, like they've mentioned it. <clears throat> they did the, the early life, and now they're doing like to his end from the time he was in prison till till the end, he committed suicide, allegedly. Mm-hmm. Um, but supposedly there was a lost Aryan group who survived and were living in the Himalayas. And so Hitler sent this dude to Nepal to try to find, to try to find this Aryan enclave that was still hid out there. I've been meaning to go and try to read about his expedition, but I hadn't got to it yet. But yeah, yeah. I think it's crazy that all of these, um, it, it was really big in the forties to the sixties where governments got into like, you know, ministeric goats, MK ultra mind control, but that was it became so big after World War II. Do you have any idea what mm-hmm. might have spurred that? Was it just the advancement of technology all of a sudden, or or what was it? Uh, I'm not I'm not quite sure. Sure, um, but have you thought about that before? I, about all these government programs started coming out right after World War II. Yeah, they started all these different government programs, and I was thinking the other night what what spurred that huge burst, or was it just became more it may have been that, that like it was new. It may just became more visible now. That's probably what it was. I mean, you, you even have like um, in the 1890s to, I mean, really 1910, the first world war, that was um, a social thing. You'd go and you do, you know, um, seances mm. with your yeah. friends. And it was a, a very like high society thing. Rich people really enjoyed the spooky stuff you know, talking to demons and ghosts and, you know, and it wasn't like dear departed grandma. Like they, they were really into like, okay, we want to, we want to talk to the devil, right. you know? Well, who does that? And it was, <laughs> it was a way for them to get their rocks off. Kind of like we do with horror movies today. Right. But at the same time, you had a lot of people taking it seriously. And I think that's just after world war two, it just, I think that's when, you have occultists in the government. Now you have these quote unquote secret societies, right? And like the ones that, you know, the societies that you don't have names, you know what I mean? Yeah. That it's that, that level. Um, uh, like skull and bones, which has been around for a while, the Yale, um, Mm -hmm. quote unquote secret society, uh, that spawned presidents, you know, um, John Kerry, George W. Bush, uh, in our lifetime, right. but a lot, a lot of others. Uh, Woodrow Wilson, I believe, was in Skull and Bones. Um, yeah, I think it just became more visible after World War II, and it, it went to, you know, governmental stuff um, and academia. Because I don't know if you know anything about um, what's his name, the guy who Vern von Braun. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, that was slipping my mind. Have you heard of ever heard of uh, Babylon working? I don't believe so. No. Okay, I wish I could remember this guy's name. It's 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 really bugging me because I had it in my um. My, was he part of like? Was he part of like ago. the early NASA type stuff too, or is he was? Yes, he was. Um, he was. He blew himself up with a rocket. Oh shit. Um. Yeah, and he was a part of the um, 
the kind of first phase of modern modern rocketry. But he was, uh, I think, going to Cal State, um, and he got recruited while he was in university by the U.S. government to help him build rockets. And he worked with Werner von Braun, um, you know, the former Nazi, mm-hmm. to and basically started American rocketry, invented the jet engine, and started what would become NASA. In 1947, he did a thing with L. Ron Hubbard called the Babylon Working. Okay. And they went to Joshua Tree National Park for three months, and they lived out there for three months. I think I've heard of this. Keep going. Keep going. And they took a bunch of drugs, um, peyote, that kind of thing, and they did this three-month-long ritual to summon what they called the Scarlet Woman. The um, basically, the, we, they were thinking the mother of the Antichrist. Right, they're trying to bring a, and they were bring about the yeah. revelations. These guys were both also um, acolytes of Aleister Crowley, right? Um, which a lot of people don't know that about Scientology is that it's it's very close to Thelema, mm-hmm. you know, Crowley's religion. It's uh, it's it's real weird. Scientology <laughs> when you when you find out about it, it's real weird. But um, not even just like the Zorp from Planet Xenon stuff, the space alien stuff, but just how the um, the steps of Scientology, the E-meter, and all this other stuff is, I mean, you're doing, you may not realize it, but you're doing an occult ritual. You're doing, um, you know, Crowleyan-type magic. Yeah, readings and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So to finish the theory, it goes like this, that they finished their ceremony, and then nine months later, Hillary Clinton was born. <laughs> And she's the scarlet woman that will bring about, bring about the Antichrist. So Chelsea's the one we got to look at then? I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. What, what uh, is... Uh, go ahead. Supposedly the Antichrist will be, you know, charismatic and attractive. So well, if that's what's charismatic and attractive, I don't know. Yeah, yeah beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Looks, Come on. She looks too much like her dad. Yeah, she looks too much like her mom to me. Yeah. yeah. Uh which is another I don't know if you've ever heard this theory that and I think it's this is one hundred percent true, but Chelsea Clinton is not Bill Clinton's daughter. I wouldn't shock me. Nothing shocks me anymore. Um, I'm I'm old and grizzled now. I don't not, nothing blows my wig back. That Chelsea Clinton is the daughter of Hillary Clinton and Webb Hubble, which was a lawyer that Hillary worked with <laughs> so back in random. The day. If you look up, if you look up Webb Hubble, Chelsea Clinton, you look at side by sides, it's undeniable. Spot on. You know, yes. The same with uh, Justin Trudeau. Don't do it. Don't do it. Fidel Castro. I knew you were going to alienate my Cuban listeners now. How dare you? I'm a lot closer to them than y'all are, man. Come on. They're a threat down here. Um, Let's, uh. Stay on the Clintons for a second. And before we get into this segment, uh, I nor Matt have ever 
been suicidal any day in our life. I don't believe. No, no, no. Nope. So yeah, we we have no suicidal tendencies or t- intentions. So the Clintons, let's. Um, are you familiar with with the whole uh, Barry Seal thing down here in Arkansas? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If anyone wants to see a really good movie, even though it's got Tom Cruise in it, you need to watch American Made. You're going to get the broad strokes of what went on on U.S. soil in the 70s, 80s, 70s, like late 70s, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, this cat named Barry Seal ended up getting to a deal where he was playing both sides, <laughs> much like Mac from It's Always Sunny. Um he was he was involved in like the uh, the Contra scandal down in Central America, I believe, and he was trying to run them mm-hmm. guns, but they didn't want guns, so he was running guns to Pablo Escobar and bringing cocaine back <laughs> to the U.S. and dropping it off over Louisiana, Arkansas, the whole Mississippi River Delta there, and he was doing this for a while, and. Uh, I don't want to step on the movie or anything, but you need to watch it. Uh, this is well-known. Um, Barry didn't make it. They don't know what happened. Uh, he, he died shortly after being found out. Uh, the And they found a couple boys down in Arkansas. Have you heard about those two guys? They found dead on the train tracks? Uh, vaguely. Yeah. I don't remember the details, though. Uh, they, they believe they, that those boys probably end up seeing some of the Barry Seal stuff happened. Yeah. And, and so they were killed with stab wounds and whatnot in them. But the state, the state crime examiner's like, Oh no, they died by getting hit by the train, even though they hadn't been hit by a train. Uh, it's really good. Need to watch American made, but uh, the Clintons have got a long line as far as like a kill list going. Wasn't there a website yes. back in the day yeah. where they had like every person listed they possibly killed? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um Medina, Arkansas is allegedly the was the hub Mina. of their Um yeah, Mina. Sorry, Mina, I don't want to correct you, um, but that's the proper name. <laughs> no, you no. <clears throat> um was the hub of their drug smuggling empire. And that's how they were able to um, gain power politically was because they were moving drugs for the government. Massive amounts of cocaine. Um, Massive, massive amounts. Plane loads. Yeah. Um, And that's how they got their political power. That's how Bill became the governor. But when he became the governor, you know, it it was game on. And then it was, you know... Well, what, I mean, what do we see in the 90s? You know, what they do with all that cocaine, right? They shipped it to the inner city. Right. You know, they taught black people. The the, the CIA and the FBI literally talked or taught, taught black people how to make crack cocaine. Have you ever heard of Freeway Ricky Ross? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's another. I, I think that the rapper Rick Ross, sometimes they think that, the, that, they, that they do this. They, they put somebody out there with the same name. So that you Google search Rick Ross or Ricky Ross, and all you get is uh, some dumb rapper. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Freeway Ricky Ross was this homeless guy that they just picked up and were like, "Okay, well, we're gonna give everything you you everything you want, 
All you have to do is be the go-between between us and black people. And no one's going to know where you're getting this stuff from. They might suspect, but, but – and you're going to teach. And he literally did work for the government for some time, literally teaching other black people how to make – how to take this cocaine and turn it into crack. Yep. And then they were able to, oh, well, you can't crack cocaine now. Um, you know, carries 10, 50 times the, uh, uh, the sentence that powdered cocaine does. Right. You know, um, and it was really a way to, because they really did want to weaken um, the black population in this country. Uh, and we see that, I don't know, black people have been used as the guinea pig and as an excuse in this country for a lot of things for a long time. Um, you know, uh, our, inner, our inner cities are falling apart. It's black people's problem or their fault, you know, uh, violence. Um, is a, a problem of blackness, not you know just the terrible culture we live in, and the fact that we we get off on violence. Yeah, you know, um, yeah. I don't know. Like, well, but even before like, the crack yeah. epidemic down here, it was <clears throat> it was the Tuskegee experiments where they were mm-hmm. intentionally injecting black men with 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 syphilis. Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. You know, and then giving them free health care, health care, quote unquote, just so they can study the effects that syphilis has on a human person. And the argument was, was, well, if we don't, if, if they don't take our health treatment, they'll get none. Yeah, but you're intentionally injecting them with a deadly disease and you're, you're not giving them the treatment for it. Like a simple penicillin shot, you're studying to see yeah. how it affects their body. You're giving them no health care. And syphilis has been around for, I don't know, how long? We we know what syphilis does to you. Oh right, yeah. Like it, it makes you, you insane. Know? Exactly. Who was the uh, who was the famous artist? Wasn't it was it Picasso or somebody else who died of syphilis? There was some famous artist like a hundred years ago who died of it. I don't know. I know like Louis the Fourteenth died. Is it Fourteenth? One of the Louis of France died. Pretty much died of it. Um, yeah. But I'm not sure of which artist. I'm trying to think. I don't. I can't think off the top of my head. I don't know. There's some famous European artist that um, 20 year old girls go crazy Picasso or Rembrandt or some one of those, you know, um, Van Gogh. I think it was Van Gogh actually. Mm-hmm. Van Gogh's the quintessential. I'm, I'm really into art uh, yeah, for boy. beginners, which yeah, it's popular. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to knock it, whatever. Go cut your ear off. No, <laughs> Everybody's had that same print of Starry Night uh, in their dorm room. Every you know, every girl has had that in their dorm room at some point. Yes, yeah. Usually freshman year, but you may get a, a few mm-hmm. a few sophomores in there. Maybe in their later years, they have to take some kind of art appreciation course their senior year to round out their credits. Yeah, Starry Night yeah. end up on that. <clears throat> It'll be either Starry Night or the one of the Lily Pads by Monet. One of the two. That's that's mm-hmm. gonna, that's your quintessential. Uh, college girl poster. Yeah. yeah. I've been there though. The quintessential college guy poster is um, the wanderer over the sea of fog. Are you familiar <laughs> with that painting? Yes. Yeah. I, I had a poster of that one. <laughs> I think I, I had, that age. I had a, uh, a poster like uh world war two war propaganda from the U S where the, the guys were raising the flag on Iwo Jima. 
I think I had that mm-hmm. on my on my dorm room wall. Yeah, I think it's the only thing I had on my dorm room wall. That and, and like the state flag, maybe I can't remember. So what what conspiracy theory do you love the most? Not not really believe, but the one that just it it, it just warms your soul when somebody talks about it. Like your favorite conspiracy theory. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I enjoy flat earth because of the trolling aspect. Yeah. People look at you and be like, oh, wait, wait, what? And you just keep (laughs) talking about, no, the earth is flat. Let me tell you why. And they're just like, wait, people, people really believe this. I believe it. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Um, and actually, that's probably that's probably my favorite conspiracy theory is the one where I can just put it out there, no matter what it is, and people are like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> and then you, you just leave with no explanation. You just leave them at that. You're yeah. Like, no, yeah, yeah. Earth is flat. You know, birds aren't real. Space is fake. Birds are, just walk away. Birds aren't real. It's probably what one of my favorites. Can, yeah, you can convince them that you believe it, and then they just they're just like, "Oh wow, okay, yeah, this guy," you know. Uh, I do, I do enjoy the trolling aspect of the cons- of conspiracy theories, um, because the great thing about them is you you can't always know for certain. You can, you know, imply um, that it's you know probably true or mostly true. Or fifty-fifty, or not at all, but you can never a hundred percent prove it. It's also the most frustrating thing about about conspiracies. Is oh, of that, course, um, yeah. You 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 try to explain something to somebody, and they're like, "Well, if that's true, I would have heard it on the news." So <laughs> that's not true. Yeah, Tom Brokaw would have told me about that eventually. You know, I would have heard that at some yeah. point. Yeah. No, no, Tom Brokaw is part of the conspiracy. Don't you understand? He's a fucking puppet to feed you nothing but inf- nothing but misinformation um, to control the narrative, which is what the news does, right? Every major and minor um, mainstream news outlet is—it's about narrative control. It's not about um, the truth, which is that's an, another thing that happened with um, right after World War II is that you have this shift from journalists being everyday average people, right, mm-hmm. to now they're this high-class elite, right, wow. journalist. That puts you in another class. Now you're rubbing shoulders with, you know, the rich and the famous. You know, you're right on that level. Um, and journalism school, right, you go to a certain specific school. You don't just go to college and get a degree in English literature, and learn to write, and then investigate, you go to journalism school, which is all about, now at least, it's all about how many many eyeballs you can get to pay attention to what you're writing. What are the tips and tricks that keep people interested in what you have to say? Clickbait 101. Exactly. Not how to parse the truth how to uh, use facts and logic to get to the bottom of a story or an event. It's about how to keep people interested in what you have to say. 
and of course ratings. And all those things are uh, are really hurtful for the truth. You know, um, the truth is isn't shouted from the mountaintops, right? Um, and maybe it shouldn't be. You know, that's that's one thing that um, that I do like about kind of not conspiracy, but the occult aspect of conspiracy conspiracy theories is that um, there are things whispered about um, between two people. You know, they're not, they're not shared on mass. It's, it's secrets. And sometimes you need to earn the truth rather than just be told the truth. There are some things that are well worth knowing that you can't really understand until you've gone through other steps, a foundation of knowledge, and not even just knowledge of just life and wisdom, you know. Um, I'm almost 40, and I don't consider myself any smarter or wiser than when I was at 20, I, but I, I know I am. But 20-year-old me would not would not be able to understand me if I was trying to have a conversation with them, yeah. you know, just because of <clears throat> life experience, being able to, yeah, 20 year old me would have looked at, you know, all the stuff coming out of Ukraine right now and believed it, you know, just like I believed nine 11 at the time. But now that I'm, I'm older and I have that foundation of being able to sniff out bullshit um, and just, Interacting with people, you know, once you get to know human nature, it becomes very easy to um, to understand how lies are told, how the truth is concealed, um, because it's just human nature. Yeah. Uh, knowledge is power, you know, and if you know something, uh, you and a few of your friends know something that not, you know, the rest of the population doesn't know. Well, you have you have some sort of power over them, you know, um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Um, but yeah, I, I, I definitely think that real truth, um, isn't easy. It's, it's, it's a journey. It's, um, it really is, uh, something you have to, um, you have to go through a lot to, to really understand, you know, yeah. wisdom and understanding. You can't, you can't teach in a classroom. I it's, think, only, it's only life. I've, I think a big problem with journalism now, going back to that, um, I, I think it was a problem before the internet, but I think the internet we have now, internet 3.0 or 4.0, whatever we're on now, it's all controlled by what four or five companies really mm -hmm, pretty much, you yeah. know, uh, meta alphabet, Twitter and Amazon. Uh, mm -hmm. It's so hard to find anything in today's internet when it comes to being off the beaten path. And there are, there's so many media outlets. Um, that are all saying the same thing 
mostly because they're all owned kind of by the same companies in some way or the other. And they've gotten to the point where it's more important to be first than it is to be right. Yeah. That's become such a problem that when a major world event happens like, like nine 11, remember how much misinformation we had during nine 11, you know, and it was changing by the minute because, because news has got, had, had gotten so caught up in being first instead of being right. And so every hour, the headline was changing. Oh, that was, we're going to take that back. That didn't happen. Or, you know, or yeah, that did happen, but we forgot to report on it or whatever. It got to be such a, a you couldn't watch anything on like the cup, the day of nine 11, as far as getting information. Cause it was all construed. Mm-hmm. And I think it's only gotten worse now. Uh, yeah. I was lamenting to Addison another night, <laughs> chatting back and forth, about how much I missed the old internet. <laughs> Like the late nineties internet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> when uh <laughs> you're grinning awful you big. <laughs> when you were home alone, you know, when you're sixteen with an internet connection and you're trying to download those those naughty pictures and you're like peeking out the window, seeing if, you know, anybody's coming up the driveway. Those pixels are going down one at a time. Yes, yeah. And it's, you know, five megabytes, but it's taking four minutes to download on the screen. Um, or, you know, just a, a lot of time spent with a dial-up connection, um, talking to people on AOL Instant Messenger, right? right? Yep. Um, and then, you know, having your... your I remember the uh, the girl... I had a crush on in high school and we dated for a little while. Lauren, um, we would talk all the time. And then there was another girl after that on AOL instant messenger. And it was just like, you know, from time I was 16 to time I was 19, 20, that's what you did. You got up on your dial up and then, you know, your, your mom or your dad was like, get off the internet. I have to make a phone call. (laughs) You're like, hold on. I'll be right back, babe. Uh, my 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 dad needs to use the phone, and then you just pace back and forth <laughs> until he was off the phone. You know, yeah. Those, but yeah, those those days they were and, so good. Uh, I, I loved it. Uh, just the old internet of. I remember uh, our school didn't have the best filter, and they would block mm-hmm. just the most asinine stuff to block. One site they never. They never blocked. Remember gore.com? Yeah. Okay. See, I, I was never in. I don't care for, I like movie gore. I don't like real gore. I don't want to see broken bones or autopsy photos. I don't care anything about that. Yeah, I'm not into that either. But a lot of guys would pull up gore.com in the computer lab with a teacher sitting behind them where she can see everything and just scroll it and no one said a thing about it. I'm like, holy crap. But those sites were so prevalent. Now you have to, you have to dig to find something like that. It's just been so, yeah. The internet's been so sanitized compared to what it was. Um, there's some stuff on Telegram, some channels on Telegram. There's a lot of weird and bad shit on Telegram. Yeah, um, it's a lot of great shit. Um, but there are some channels that you know you you go to this channel, then you that channel takes you to another channel, and before you know it, you're like, oh shit, this is you know. Just just people getting blown up or yeah. dropped off buildings and 
getting, you know, their hands chopped off and that kind of thing, which doesn't do it for me. What does do it for me is fight porn. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I dude, I will spend, I can spend like, um, there's a subreddit, our fight porn. You need to and, deal with uh, our documented fights. That's the okay. best. Cause it's, it's, it's real life street fights with like cell phone cameras. And they're like, see, I, I like that stuff. I do too. I want to, if especially on a fight, I want to see somebody, I want it coming out of anger, out of absolute yeah. rage that you're going to whoop this guy's ass. Our documented fights that'll get you through the night. I'm sure. Go ahead. Documented fights. Okay. No, I'll just, I'll just spend hours just, you know, watching, um, like, you know, some mixed UFC, but, um, um, yeah, just, just watching just people get their ass beat. And the one move that seems to always work is if someone's coming at you, you just grab them around the torso and f- do a backflip and flip them on, on their back and just, <laughs> just, you know, just you'll see people just go rigid, you know, which is when you know, like, that's a serious head injury there when their, their, their arms, sure. they get knocked out and their arms just go straight up. And But, it, it, I mean, it's scary, too. To think, like, with somebody with a bad temper just having a bad day, like, you are them hitting you in the right spot, you know, just hard enough. That's, you know, between you being normal and being a vegetable, Yep. you know? No, I talked, me and Harpoon talked about one night on the show. I'd, I'd asked him, I said, you ever seen the guy get into a fight? And when they square up, you realize that guy has never thrown a punch in his entire life. <laughs> like the, the way he's holding his arms up, you're like, "Oh, this is not going to be good." Somebody's about to get their Those ass. Are some of the funniest ones. <laughs> Those are. <laughs> Dude, when I when I see that, <clears throat> my heart sinks because I'm like, "Oh, this is not going to end well for this guy. He's got no. He has never thrown a punch in anger in his entire life, and it's about to get real for him." Yeah. But I, I, I kind of find that stuff funny um, when you have somebody who's just, you know, they don't know. But then it's just – it's especially satisfying when it's some overconfident <laughs> asshole. Yes. That you see throw up – put up his hands and he's like, oh, your arm – your forearm – your biceps are the same size as your forearm. <laughs> what are you going to do? What are you – what the fuck do you think you're going to do against this person? Um. There's this one I love, and it's this uh, this dude gets kicked out of out of this club, and you can tell it's like in Europe. But he's this uh, five and a half foot tall, very effeminate, like you know he's gay, um, and this like six foot five bouncer, just incredibly built bouncer, and the gay guy kind of just pushing up against him and taunting him, and you know. Tell him, give him the finger, fuck you, and he's drunk. But he goes up to the bouncer, and he tries to kiss him, and the bouncer just slaps him right across the face and knocks this guy about six feet back into the middle of the street. It's it's very satisfying. Not having it. Um, Not having it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was, what I was going to say, there's one other. No, I found one one like time. Of these, element. My favorite is when it's when it's two, two white women – and government housing. <laughs> when you, you see that <laughs> you like that when it's when it's two white women. At gov- the best is when it's like a council house in the UK or Ireland. 
because the, they uh-huh. they don't give a shit over there. Um, that warrior culture, I guess. I don't know what it is, but I found one. And when I saw the front of the building, I'm like, oh, that is a government, it's government housing. They're going to doubt my, my mm-hmm. mind. And then I saw the woman who started all the shit, who had five inches of brown roots on blonde hair. I'm like, oh, ho, 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 ho. this is about to get real. And these two women rolled around in that yard and one of them had the other one a headlock and for a solid three minutes just beat on that woman's head. And no one, no one stepped in. No one got in the middle of it, and she had to win the headlock and just beat nonstop on her nose and her eyes, and it, it just made Ugh. me so happy. I don't know what made me, what made me so happy, but I, I loved it, every minute of it. <laughs> there's there's one um, I like, which is this. Um, it's in a pool, and there's all these. There's like a half a dozen black women, and they're all you know in their bathing suits, and and they're at the pool, and they're just fighting. And then all of a sudden, this other fat black woman comes along in a rascal scooter, just mows into them <laughs> and like starts slapping people from her rascal scooter and trying to run them over. It's just hilarious because it's like this, you know, oh, it's just black women. It's the typical grab the hair and just start slapping and, and stuff. And then here comes granny and her rascal just plowing right into them. Why is that a thing? Uh, actually, with to, women fights all, all hashtag all women, all women. They, mm-hmm. they start a fight. The first thing they do is grab a handful of hair. That's the first move they make. Yeah. I've never seen another. I never seen a guy grab another guy by the head to start a fight. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I guess it's just instinctual. Like just to you know, if you yeah. control someone's head, you can can control you know most of what they're doing, where they go, their momentum. But yeah, it is it is a odd phenomenon in women fighting. I guess that's the. That's the sup, bro. Uh, version <laughs> of you know, guys, white guys before they start a fight. Sup, bro. What's, What's up, up, bro? What's up, man? What's up? You know, they um, described they actually this conversation is crazy. Go ahead. At work, uh, Saturday was St. Patrick's Day uh, parade and fun run, and the city of Cottonville does St. Patrick's Day uh, in grand style. Okay. They have a six a.m. Uh, 5k that they do and then they have a parade and then it's just the entire city of Cottonville kind of just shuts down and it's just a bunch of people walking oh, all nice. over Cottonville and just just trashed so <laughs> you didn't they were all drunk okay <laughs> yeah uh these there's a little strip mall by the rack house and um, there's a little liquor store inside of it. It's very, very nice liquor store. Um, <clears throat> cause you know, it's Cottonville. It's a bunch of it's rich white people. <laughs> and, uh, they opened up at 6am and we're selling Wait, the liquor store uh, did. Air- yes. Open up Holy at 6 shit. And we're selling, uh, the little airplane bottles. Yeah. And long neck bud lights for two bucks a piece. <laughs> Just walk in, and they had they had a big bin. I went in there because that's where I get my cigarettes and my energy drinks and stuff. They went in. They had this big bin filled with ice, and he's got them back behind the counter. And there are people in there with open containers drinking in the middle of the liquor store on St. Patrick's Day. I went in there, um, and there was actually one of the Cottonville police officers was there hanging out. Do you have a beer also? In the middle of the liquor store. No, he didn't, but in the middle of the liquor store, you know, and I know this guy, he's, um, he's 
been a cop as long as I worked at the rack house and they hang out there. Cause you know, it's kind of right in the middle of Cottleville and you know, in a liquor store, you see a lot of coming and going and you know, if you make nice with the the owner, you know, he can give you a lot of info. So it makes sense that they, they hang out there. Um, but yeah, it was St. Patrick's day. We were stupid busy all day long. I walk in and you know, I'm waiting in line cause there's a bunch of people in there. And he's like, oh, hey, chef, what's going on? I'm like, I fucking hate St. Patrick's Day. That's what's going on. He's like, yeah, me too. Anyway, end of the night, like probably 8 o'clock, there's a bunch of – there's an ambulance and a fire truck and a bunch of police cars at the other end of our parking lot. Apparently, two dudes got in a fight. We're beating on each other. One, a woman got in the middle of it. Oh no. And got her, got knocked out cold, <laughs> concussed, Damn. going to the hospital. And then some other dude steps in and knocks out the dude who knocked her out <laughs> when she stepped in the middle of the fight. So both these drunk idiots oh, ended up with concussions in the hospital. And I, I, I said this, I said, <clears throat> That is the dumbest thing I think a woman can do. Oh, for sure. In between two dudes going at it, even if you're trying to defend your man, you know, number one, you're you're you you getting in the middle of a fight that your boyfriend is having. You become a liability for him because now he's got to protect you and fight this other dude, right? You know, and uh, it's just a distraction. I'm like, that's one of the dumbest things that a woman can do. And I know it's, you know, hey, you're drunk. You're going to do dumb things when you're drunk. But, yeah, that's... No, uh, I'm, I won't even, like, if I see two guys squaring up, if I can't stop it before the... If I can't get them, talk them down before the fists start flying, I don't try to get mm-hmm. in between them. Because you're going to end up getting your own ass knocked out. Yeah, yeah. If you'll give them about 20 seconds, they'll be winded out, probably on the ground by then, and you can kind of peel them off each other. But... It, but if you can't stop it before the fist start, don't jump in the middle of it. Shit. And that's why I hate St. Patrick's Day. Because <laughs> I work in Cottleville. Because every, <clears throat> every year, Cottleville goes from this nice upper mid- middle class Kind of a sleepy place. It's a, nice, <clears throat> it's a nice little neighborhood. I like it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, perfectly manicured lawns. You know, nice houses, local like mom and pop shops. Very clean. But you like the streets yes. are very clean. Yes. One day we turn into just ghetto white people. <laughs> like one day, one day a week or one day a year on St. Patrick's Day, we turn into the most Hoosier trash redneck <laughs> place in Missouri. And that's saying something for Missouri. Well, you know, we all have our faults. The good thing is y'all limit it to one day out of the year. We're down here. It's just chaos. I mean, we have, we have way too many fun traditions and stuff down here for people not just to get absolutely trashed. We just, uh, Mardi Gras just ended. That's, that's, that's 40 oh, yeah. fucking days of that shit. <laughs> it's not just a one night thing. Uh, I know we have like a lot of barbecue festivals, car shows, which, you know, there's beer flu in there also. Not only is yeah. beer flowing with that, you got good food, and you also have, you know, automobiles, hot rides. 
people are at a car show. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm gonna get trashed and hop in this hop in this hot rod and head home. Um, yeah, we have it. You know, at, during the summer, I can tell you this from working in the medical industry: the minute May hits until October, until Halloween, it, it's insane down here. Medical from a medical standpoint, as far as yeah. you know. Stabbings, shootings, people stay up later because there's more sun out now. They get to grilling there in the summer, and so-and-so says something about so-and-so, and they get into a fight, one of them gets their ass kicks, and he'll go home and get a knife or a gun and come back and try to finish it. Yeah. That's become a real yeah, that, problem around here. Yeah, that's uh, that's one of the things that's that's scary about, like, uh, when I was younger, I did martial arts, um, some mixed martial arts and, and Taekwondo and that kind of stuff and learn how to, you know, throw a popper punch and, and a kick and get someone in a headlock and grappling and that kind of stuff. And I think that's valuable stuff to learn. I think everybody should have some sort of training in, in how to fight. Um, but people who can't leave it at, okay, we squared up, you hit me, I hit you. And now it's done. It's over with, Right. You had your little rage moment. You had your, um, you know, whatever you want to call it. But then people just can't leave it at that. Yeah. You know, like they got, they their pride's hurt, you know, and they're willing to spend time behind bars to prove their fucking point. That is the most retarded shit. I agree. Absolutely. Um, you, Yeah, I don't know. And, and it's, I know there are people who have that blind rage where, they just see red and, you know, they can't stop themselves. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Although on one hand, it gives me people getting ran over by a black lady and a rascal. <laughs> on the other hand, it gets you a good laugh, don't you know, it? <laughs> it does. On the other hand, you know, you got to watch your back because, you know, you, you never know when you say the wrong thing at a bar and some dude's going to want to fight you for it, yeah. you know. Or just you, you give some dude a look when he's looking to fight. That's another dumb thing. Like motherfuckers out there looking to to start something. They just want to. They just want to fight. That's when I when I used to go out and drink with the guys or whatever. I never went and drink alone. I at least want to have some kind of backup in case some shit yeah. goes down. I, I didn't go around hitting on some dude's girl that I know is with him. You know. I didn't try to look at anybody while I was in. I didn't go out looking for trouble, but I knew some guys who every week they came into the bar, they were looking for a reason. Yeah. And I don't know if it's low IQ, uh, small dick syndrome, or if this is how they got their rocks off by, by trying to get into a fight. But it was every week you see those guys come in. You're like, oh, they're here. We better go next door or something because I don't want to be around for this. Uh, it's. I think it's. I think a lot of it is getting their rocks off. Like there are dudes who just love like, violence. They, yeah, they love to get hit and hit back. Um, which, for on a primal thing, I, I can understand. But we live in a society, <laughs> and you can't just be fighting people. Um, when I lived, I was when I was much younger, um, like twenty years ago. Um, there was a bar in Winfield, which Winfield um, is. Is country, poor, uh, working class. Um, everybody in the Winfield's, you know, got 
at least four or five acres they live on, that sort of thing. Um, and there was this little bar. And the only thing that was kind of at the center of Winfield was the city hall <clears throat> little police station. or city. It was one building, city hall police station. A gas station, mobile mart. A little Italian restaurant and this bar. It was called Playoffs. A little sports bar. But no one called it Playoffs. We called it Standoffs. <laughs> because... Every night, there was a fight. <laughs> Every single night. And if you, and it was also, a, a, like, they weren't checking IDs either. Oh, gotcha. So if Old you school could, place. You, if you could pat, if, if you looked like tw- 21, you didn't have to, have to worry. You could be 16 and walk in there. And a lot of people were. Um, but, yeah, you'd, you'd go in and it'd just be a bunch of horny, aggressive dudes either trying to get laid or trying to fight somebody. Yeah. You know, with ACDC blaring at <laughs> ungodly decibels. Was it an overhead radio or did they have a jukebox? Uh, they had a jukebox. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I, one place that we used to, like me and Jut always went. Like we were there every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday night. Like like clockwork, you know. We had a standing appointment at the bar, put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um. They had like just some swole up, just muscle corn fed motherfuckers as bouncers there. Always really nice and stuff. Uh, they were older guys, but they were just big, just muscle bound guys. Almost like almost like ripped like bodybuilders, just jacked. Mm-hmm. And uh our the city there passed a uh, a smoking ordinance where you had to go outside to smoke. You couldn't smoke in the bars anymore, which is like the most un-American shit I've ever heard of in my life. Um, and I told me and Juts, like, let's go get a drink. Go, go, to, go to smoke. So we went outside to smoke a cigarette. And one of these monsters' name was Terry. He looked like Mr. Clean on steroids, mm-hmm. like all the Mexican steroids. He was working outside that night. Me and Jet go out there. We're smoking our cigarette. And I feel this big, <clears throat> this big meat claw hit my arm, and it's Terry. He's like, I'll tell you something about y'all boys. Y'all can empty a keg, but y'all are all right. You never start no shit. <laughs> well, I'm not here to start shit, Terry. I'm here to drink some Guinness, and they're all out right now. But yeah, I was I was never one of those guys to like try to start some shit at the bar. Um, but like I said, those guys come in, and you, I, I just, I would vacate. Guy, it wouldn't be the middle of it. I've been in too many fights already. I had enough. I'm like, Shh, I'm done. Yeah, I've uh. I've been, I'm smart enough to know, like, when I'm outclassed. I've been, I've been, in, I've only been in a few fights, or not, not outclassed, but just you could see the look in the eye, and you're just like, okay, you know what, yeah, choosing your battles. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> um, but it's been about fifty-fifty uh, win-loss record. record for me. Um, I, I, I can hold my own. I'm not. <laughs> That's all it takes. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. What else has been going on, man? What's happening? You getting ready for a new new menu now? Spring's coming on. Uh, yeah, spring menu's coming. Um, what you thinking? Actually, um, lots of lemon, mm, nice. lemon and honey. Nice. Um, do a honey lemon pork, uh, strawberry duck, which is what I'm doing uh, for one of my features right now. Um, made this really nice deep scarlet strawberry gel. Um, 
that holds its form really well, doing like a bunch of little dots on the plate and um, just like a strawberry gas streak with that rhubarb in with a duck leg comfy hash. Okay, hang on a second. Pecans. What? Well, when I moved to New Hampshire, I lived in New Hampshire for a little while. Rhubarb mm-hmm. was huge up there. I had never yeah. had it ever in my life down here. Is is that a more regional thing, or? I think so. I th- I think rhubarb is, um, more like old American elite. Okay. Um, but yeah, rhubarb pie is is a thing. You know, um, it's it's almost like a sweet celery. Well, I mean, I had it before. I, when I, lived, when I yeah. lived up there, I tried it. Uh, it really wasn't my thing, but I'd never heard of anyone cooking rhubarb. That was it was something very alien to me. So I don't know if it was more. Of a, yeah. I don't know if it was more of a regional thing. Maybe it don't grow too well in the south. I don't. I don't know. It could be. It could be. It's just like you know, it, the conditions in the south. You know, it need, might need um, a colder growing season. Right. Who knows? But yeah, I didn't know that rhubarb was all the rage in New Hampshire. Oh, it, all through New England, there was a. Uh, like everyone, they always say like rhubarb pie. I'm kind of like, what? What is? What's the deal with rhubarb? Oh, it's delicious. I'm like, eh, it, it's not. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, no, I, I'm I'm the same way with rhubarb. Um, I get a good filler, and adds like some crunch when you're sautéing it, like soft sauté, and putting that that with um, um, slow cooked duck leg and uh, pecan, and then I do uh, polenta with it, which is the fancy words for grits. But you need like, like a nice creamy grits um, that still can kind of hold their shape and are nice and firm. Put a couple spoonfuls of that on the plate with your duck hash and then the duck breast. Um, some dehydrated strawberries and some different stuff on the plate. Um, but yeah, that's going to go on. That's going to be my spring, spring menu. I'm really looking forward to uh, strawberry season mm. this year. You do all the couple, jams couple and stuff. Away still. Yeah. yeah, I do. I do. I was actually over um, – Addison's last night, and Meredith had a bunch of strawberry jam she had just made, um, which she was going to give me a jar, and I totally forgot to take it with me, <laughs> which bumped me out. Well, uh, well yeah. You got anything yeah, else you want to talk about today? Uh, not not particularly. All right, not particularly. we can round it up right away. Yeah. Restaurant uh, business is going strong. We've, um, oh, I was going to one- ask you about the employee do y'all staff back up now or what's going on? We are. Yeah. Great. Yeah, we are. Um, it, it was the new year hit for some, some reason, new year's. And then it's just like, bam, everybody wants to come back to work. You know, yeah. I've got, you know, I'm turning down interviews cause I'm, I'm staffed back up and, uh, yeah, I got some really good, good people. Now I have uh, a guy that I hired who has really turned into kind of a, a cornerstone of the kitchen. Um, if he's on the station, don't have to worry about it, you know. Um, yeah, I got a good crew. Um, I'm actually losing one in about a month and a half. Um, my uh, my garmage, who's just my salad cook, she's moving to Virginia to go be with her boyfriend. Um, after, you know, she's worked there for two years. She's one of my favorite employees. I've, I fucking love her. She's, uh, yeah, she's a good kid. And I'm losing her, which is going to hurt. It's going to suck. Um, but yeah, uh, everything, it's it's good. We had uh, one of our busiest months ever in this past February. Cool. Um, setting sales records. Yeah, 
Awesome. It's, hey, is the it's, duck girl still there? That's what I'm talking about. Oh, she's moving? Yeah, that's, oh, uh, that's her. I was about to say, I want to meet her when I come up again. She, <laughs> but yeah. I guess not now. Um, middle end of May is when she's she's leaving. Oh, I'm, I may be so. up there before then, so I may. You yeah, you may be. Um, you talked about doing Megacast. Yeah. Um, I think you said like Wednesday or Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, we started this past month, but every second Wednesday of the month uh, is Wellington Wednesdays. Okay. So I'm doing a Beef Wellington. Oh, so nice. If you want to come have the Beef Wellington again. Um. Yeah. Well, I don't think we'll make, we'll be, probably be coming up on a Wednesday, so I probably won't make it that that night. Uh, I'll, gotcha. have to, I'll have to see what gotcha. Tink wants to do because you know it's all up to her anyway. What does it matter? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is my life now. But I am looking forward to Mega Cast, man. It's that's I am gonna too. Be, it's gonna be gonna be good to be in a room with you and Addison and and hamming it up. Yeah, I think uh, I'm going to see if if Jay wants to come sit in too. Yeah, I, I think. He could bring a, bring a lot to the show. He is a very interesting guy. He is. He and he he's got a lot of uh, stuff that he knows. He's one of those guys where you 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 meet him and you're like, oh, seems like a nice guy. You get to know him and you're like, holy shit! Yeah, he knows what's going this on. This guy <laughs> is he he knows. Yes, he knows some stuff about some stuff. Yeah, he's a very very knowledgeable guy. Um, yeah, I think he may come over. I'm trying to find like an extended stay place where we could have an actual table instead of the Jerry rig thing I had last time <laughs> came up there. Yeah. <clears throat> We're looking around. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward well, to all the, do it again. All the extended stays in St. Charles County are crack houses. Just so you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Basically, basically <laughs> stayed in a few. There's one <laughs> right by my house and it's just, it's, it's like single guys who like, don't want to like you know, construction workers who oh yeah you know are temporarily in town on business or whatever, um, or prostitutes, yeah, or just you know people who got evicted. It's yeah, <laughs> it's, it's quite it's, the quite uh, the motley crew that we have going on at the extended stays in St. Charles. Then, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, just as a warning. Okay, well, I'll I'll be sure to look into that. We're trying to find somewhere to sweet no. something bigger where Tink can go in the bedroom like she did last time. And I have to hear us yeah. rant and rave about, you know, the psychic vampires. Gotcha. <laughs> I don't if you if you don't mind staying in casino, the um the hotel they have at um at least the Ameristar Casino isn't that bad, and you can get suites for relatively cheap. Yeah, I've looked at that. I don't think the suites have the the, the walled off bedroom. Okay, because that's what we really wanted, so she would have somewhere to go while we were. Yucking it up. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to find somewhere. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to coming back up again. I miss you guys. Uh, this is great what we're doing here, but it's, it's much better to be in a room with someone as always. Yeah, it is. All right. You got anything else tonight? No, sir. I don't, I don't think so. All right. Was, well, uh, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, thanks Good for coming on again. again. We need to do this a lot more often. I really enjoy it. Yeah. We could, we could probably do it maybe once a month. We could, do, we could make that work. Works for me. Yeah. Now, thank you all for listening to this episode of The Hango Show. Be sure to go by tripodbroadcasting.com to check out all the shows in the network, including Give That Some Thought, which Matt's one of the co-hosts. Also, be sure to check out our sponsors like ebles.com, E-A-B-L-E-S, where you can save 15% on some premium CBD 
with the promo code HANGO. And also go by MyDelta8.com. Matt, thank you so much, man. I love you, brother. Thanks for coming on again. Love you too, sir. Right. Appreciate you. And I love all you out there for listening. We'll see you next time.